and welcome everyone to Films with the Women of My Life. My name is Brennan, and joining me tonight is Jess. Hello, hello. And Nicole. Hi, good evening. And tonight we will be reviewing the Amazon Prime movie, Beautiful Boy. Uh, Beautiful Boy is about an attractive young man. Um, <laughs> now, be- <laughs> Beautiful Boy is a story about a father and son relationship, uh, it chronicles the heartbreaking, inspiring experience uh, of survival, relapse, and recovery uh, with a family coping with addiction for many years, um, is the synopsis. So this stars, the main people are Steve Carell is the dad, Timothy Chalamet is the son, uh, and then you also got Maura Tierney in here as uh, the uh, new wife of Steve Carell. Uh, and then Amy Ryan is the divorced mom of Timothy Chalamet. So divorced to Steve Carell. Um, and then Caitlin Dever is the is the girl we see later. The um, girl. The girl. So uh, we, we've got, I would say the pretty much the whole movie is Steve Carell with someone else or Timothy Chalamet with someone else. Um, so Is this movie made strictly for Amazon Prime? It had a small theatrical run, um, but I mean, it's a Prime Studios movie, I believe. Uh, I didn't realize so that. Amazon Studios uh, distributed it. it. It's not like the production company, but like you see their little logo before the movie starts. Mm. See, like, Prime's been doing, you know, kind of like how Netflix does their own movies, and then sometimes they also have theatrical releases. Uh, Prime's doing the. The same Just thing. Slap their name on whatever they can. <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of what it is. They don't really you know, produce Whole the content. Foods they <laughs> movies. Yeah. <laughs> Whole food. Yeah, this is the Whole Foods of movie production studios. Um, so uh, I think Jess. Or no, we've all seen this only the one time, right? Yeah, right. my first time watching it. Yeah, so this is the first time we all saw it. Um, this is the third movie in the Amazon Prime movies that Nicole picked based on the trailer trilogy. Uh, and uh, so, <laughs> Nicole, what uh, made you interested to pick Beautiful Boy? Um, well, um, right now in a lot of people's lives, I think that uh, this story of... Um, addiction and recovery and relapse and family um, is a huge thing in this uh, current state of of affairs of the the world. Um, It's not just pinpointed to one like type of person. So to watch something like this, um, you really need to understand like what this movie is is about. Um, And I think that a lot of us do. Uh, we've all been affected by this somehow. Um, so when I watched this, uh, I really thought that this was going to be something that would, that would be interesting and, and hold some sort of resonance in a lot of people and, um, in me as well. So that's why I picked this one. Um, I think that the third time's a charm for my (laughs) trailer pickings, (laughs) um, as this one is much, much better than the ones that we've discussed previously. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really glad that I think you and I probably like this one more. Jess will have to see because Jess actually likes the the prior two movies, right? Which, right. Um, <laughs> Acrimony and uh, life itself being the other two uh, entries. Mm-hmm. 
But um, yeah, those so two I actually we, saw in theaters. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, the, the, those are two like just like staples. Like she she <laughs> she showed up money. Well, not money because of movie pass and and uh, you know all the subscription services. But she you get paid what I mean. for it somewhere down the line. She sat in a theater to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> left left the home. Uh, so I think we'll just get into it here. Uh, before I do, uh, if you haven't seen it, Amazon Prime, so you can stream it free if you have them. I think most people do. So check it out. Um, so the way we rate things here at Films with Women in My Life, four criteria, as you know, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. Um, the plot starts with David Sheff and his teenage son, Nicholas. Um, and it's going to be hard to go through the plot of this because it is consistently time jumping. Um a little bit more linear towards the end, but I'd say in the first half of the movie, we got a lot of it's the, you know, the son's a drug addict is the whole story. Um, so we get a lot of them before he's a drug addict, when he's a little kid, when he's a teenager, after he's, you know, been using a while, um, his first relapse, you know, rehab, like it's all, it's all very mixed together here, especially in the first hour. It was um, too so- mixed because we didn't even, we didn't even like know what stage of life this was at for a lot of that part. Like you couldn't, they, they kept the main characters looking the exact same. The only way that you could tell was that he's got two younger siblings and you kind of watch them age. <laughs> and that's the only way that I knew what time period we were in. So yeah, if you had to give it like a plot rating, then what do you, what do you think, Nicole? Um, the first, I mean the, 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 the first part where we're establishing, um, what what's going on in their lives um isn't as good as the, the, the rest of it but um the whole thing overall i give this i give this a, a good 3.5 to 4 um i thought that this story was really raw and it was real and it it really puts into perspective what some people go through that you may not even think if you're not a parent uh of somebody with it with this disease or something like that like this makes it feel real to you and that's very difficult to do i can imagine um because you know some people have this this happen to them and putting it into a movie they it could it could get really childish and this luckily did not do that so i I really like this one yeah, I think um, I, I think I'd agree there as far as um, the f- it's a good, you know, pretty simple plot that's made a little too complicated, I'm going to say, because of the constant cutting back and forth. And it is in that first half hard to follow for me anyway. Um, but uh, Jess, what did you think of that plot? So I've been trying to like hold this in since I watched this on Sunday and tell you guys what I thought. But this is probably. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea what you think of this. I know. I'm like, I don't want to spoil it and tell them what I think because it's and it's been like growing. It's been like four days. It's like bacteria, but the- <laughs> <laughs> good bacteria or bad bacteria. Good bacteria. This out. is probably the best movie I've seen all year. Like, whoa! I, I didn't expect that. <laughs> I love. I did this. not expect that. Like the best fiscal year, calendar year. I don't know. All the years, this is Chinese three hundred sixty-five days minimum. <laughs> I know, and I feel like I I want to tell you guys, but it's like I have a surprise party that I get for myself because I liked well, it so. I know, surprise! I liked it so much. <laughs> so 
I, I, I guess, uh, I mean, it sounds like uh, Nicole and I both liked parts of it. Jess really loves it. <laughs> um, and I, I Jess, I'm curious before I go into my part of the plot, does this first half feel too jumbled to you or can you follow it like well and you're feeling it all? Like how, how does it work out for you? At least the first half. Cause I think we all agree. The second half is, is really good. I don't um, think in comparison. I never thought that I was confused. Maybe I thought it was all the present. I'm not sure. Or that really didn't bug me. Oh, too that's much. problematic because there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of him when it's Timothy Chalamet and he's not a drug addict. And then he is, and then he's in different stages of being, you know, but that just stuff. shows you how not like defined they made that that everything was really kind of yeah. jumbled together. I know they did the first part. They did one year later. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, one year before, and they started off with that. Um, but I don't know. I didn't feel like I was confused or questioning it. I just kind of just sat and went with it, and I, I just I don't know. I really liked it. Interesting. So um, it sounds. What is it? A five for you then? Is it? Is it? A, yeah, is I'm it, giving it, it a, a solid cinco. <laughs> solid Cinco, the rare just solid Cinco. Um, so I, I'm more with Nicole here. Uh, I'm I'm actually a little bit lower, I guess. I, I it's a three plot for me um, because I like about mm, fifteen to twenty minutes of the back half a lot. Like there's a there's a there's like a twenty minute stretch in the towards the end that's really good. Um, most of the rest of the movie is either a little confusing. A little boring, not overly boring, not like some of the, not like fucking some of the other ones we've done, but like <laughs> it's it's uh it's like pedestrianly boring. Um, the things that keep me involved the most are Steve Carell and Timothy Chalamet are really really good in this. They're really really good in this. Um, they, without them being as good as they are, I I would greatly struggle with this movie. But because the two of them, not even just together, they elevate any scene they're in when it's by themselves, when they're interacting with other, the side characters. Um, they're both excellent in this. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I got to give the characters a four, probably. Yeah, I'll give them a, f- it's hard. I'll give them a four. Cause I don't do 4.25. So I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'll give them a that four. That's the exception. Be- <laughs> No, no, I maybe one day we'll get an exception, but no, I'm giving it a four because the two of them are great. Amy Ryan, the ex-wife, I think is okay. I don't love Maura Tierney's um, current, like the current wife of Steve Carell. She she kind of, I don't know, she's very flat to me. Um, kids or whatever. Uh, did anyone notice? Uh, I think I, Nicole and I did. I uh, Jess, I want to know if you did. Uh, Dak, uh, Jack Dylan Grazer is the 12 year old version of Timothy Chalamet. Uh, Nicole and I know him as the the best friend or the the step brother or whatever in um, Shazam, but he's also the uh, germaphobic kid in it. Oh, I didn't put that together. He's only in a scene or two, but yeah, he uh, the twelve year old version of him is yeah the the germaphobe the kid who's afraid of the leper. <laughs> Interesting. No, I didn't know. I've seen him. He's been popping up everywhere. Yeah, he's um, popping up everywhere. So, uh, yeah, what did you think of the characters, uh, Nicole? Um, I really agree with you there that the the two stars were honestly the two stars. They really stole the show here. Um, Steve Carell, um, when you think of what his character's doing and you put yourself in his shoes and you understand how much stress this man has been in for 18 plus years and you're... And I'm only tw- 25 <laughs> and I feel, <laughs> I feel like him and it's freaking me out and it's scary and it's, it's really powerful. So he just played that role excellently. And, um, 
the other and, and Timothy Chalamet, um, I think he did a really excellent job as well. There's some parts where he loses me a little bit. I don't know if it's probably just that beginning part where I don't feel like their acting was as invested. Um, but at the end, when you when he calls his dad. And you know it's the same sob story again that his dad has heard over and over. Oh, that phone call that that fucked me up a little bit. Not yeah, sure. and, <laughs> and that's and, part and of the Steve, twenty minute stretch. I was yeah, saying is when excellent. when yeah. when you get from Steve Carell his final no, I'm not helping you anymore, and it takes your breath away because people do this every every day, and for them to put that on screen was just it's just amazing, you know. So I'd have to. Uh, I give these characters, uh, I give them a four too. Four as well. Yeah, uh, the other character. <laughs> I mean, uh, those two are the stars. Do you have any any opinions? Oh, on I agree with you. Character? I think that the the current wife, she's really boring. Um, you get her scene at the end where she chases him in the minivan, and yeah, like it's actually a, yeah. it's a good part because that helped a little bit. Yeah. Well, because you see her crying, and when you're watching this, you're thinking to yourself, "Is she crying because she loves?" Um, Nick and wants him to get better or does she love her husband so much and wants him to stop dealing with this shit for the rest of his life it's who is she doing this for is she doing it for herself because she can't deal with the fact that uh, Steve Carell's running to Nick uh, his son's needs all the time so that was a really good part um, yeah everybody else probably the latter I think she was just pissed that he was focused on like his first family and not her i think i'm leaning towards that as well i'm sure she's got some love for the kid but uh i think, it, she- I think it's a bit of a mix i think she really feels bad for yeah her husband having mm-hmm. to deal with this this that's plaguing her his life their new life you know he's just it's just you know it's it's causing so much pain for her yeah and that that's a great representation of how this how this happens in the real world and how it affects families so that was a great part to put in there um but you know everyone else is is there for the right reasons all the characters all right jess what do we got cinco cinco and she (laughs) sinks it so i i realized (laughs) afterwards that um timothy he was in what call me by your name was that what it was called that, yeah, call me by your name. Came yeah, out, think, so I think we wa- we watched it two years ago, and I think both of us had the same impression. Was it didn't really we didn't understand. The I life. haven't I haven't seen Call Me by Your Name because oh, most. It. So yeah, I saw it by Call Me by Your Name. I had the impression as what you were saying. The majority did where I didn't understand the hype. Um, and then once I saw that his name was there, I was like, oh, cool. So he's in like a lot of things now. But, I don't know, he played his character so well, like, it was just watching him switch from, like, sober to being um, high and transitioning him, growing and manipulating his parents, like, I just thought that was, like, kind of a mindfuck. And then Steve Carell just constantly being concerned was basically his state of mind. He did that really well. (laughs) Um, Nicole, I have the same um, opinion you do about the stepmother. I didn't really see too much but i did like the end of the scene where she kind of chased him down in the car they needed that for her because she was boring for for most of it yeah and then the kids were the kids but i don't know i they sucked to me like glue i loved the characters do you have any opinion on amy ryan's uh ex-wife character i i mean they just seem like the typical divorce family like they were just fighting about who caused this or why or where is he you should be looking after him um i don't think she had a big enough part to actually put to show what she felt towards 
her son. I think it was mostly the dad's perspective. Yeah, it's definitely Steve Carell and Timothy Chalamet's story, David and Nick. Um, I I uh, like I, I like to think um, because Amy Ryan and Steve Carell were uh, when they were on The Office, they like got engaged, and that's why and that was like Steve Carell's character uh, Michael's excuse to leave the show because he went on to you know do more serious things. Um, but I, I imagine like oh, this is what happened to Michael Scott and and uh, Holly after they uh, <laughs> moved to Colorado. They got divorced and they had this drug addict kid, <laughs> and they got all serious. There was um, this one part in there where he was screaming, and it sounded a little bit like a scene from The Office. I was trying not to laugh. <laughs> where he where he freaks out that Toby comes back. I've oh never seen The Office. Oh no, God, please! <laughs> You've never seen The Office. No. Oh. Well. They they are both also a couple in that, but it's much different than this. Um, <laughs> much different. Uh, so I liked you know I like that as like an as an end thing. But um, so the the arc of the whole thing is after we get the you know he's he's been struggling with addiction. Crystal meth is his main addiction. Um, he goes to rehab for a bit. He's clean for a good while there. He's clean for I think for, they said four hundred eighty five days is like the high point. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of midpoint of the movie, and it's kind of feeling, it kind of almost feels like the end of the movie, but it's only an hour in, so you're like, okay, it's a two-hour movie, there's a lot more going on. Um, and he runs into an old girlfriend who was also an addict, um, and uh, that's Lauren, it's Caitlin De- Devers' character, and uh, he breaks his sobriety, they basically go on a fucking binge for most of the rest of the movie, Um you know and it's his fault, but I was so mad at her at <laughs> that part. Really? You're mad at her? See, I'm mad at Nick most of this movie. I love the acting performance, but the character of Nick, I don't I'm not cheering for him at all. I I want I'm cheering for David to do what he does on the phone call in a little bit and just, you know, cut it off. That's what I'm hoping for, honestly. I, I, I gave up on Nick very early on. Maybe I'm just uh, not as sensitive, but But I feel like that's kind of like the story of most addicts too. No, but it's because it's his son. Like I try to put myself in his shoes and be like, if it's my kid, how am I reacting? And I begrudgingly am like, yeah, I'm trying to save him, but he's such a shithead because he I think that's to, where like, this this movie does so well is because look at you, you just put yourself in the shoes of the um, parent of an addict. Like when God forbid that ever happens to you, but this movie alone just made you feel that and you're you're panicking in thinking what you would do in this situation and uh you know just the way that they made that feel so realistic i thought it was like excellent yeah um it's and it's so hard to like when your son is being manipulative like when he asked for like 200 dollars, he was just like oh i just need it oh once. yeah like, that's a tough scene too yeah in yeah the diner like, just or whatever let me it is. just like get my bearings straight and like we Everyone knows he's going to use it on drugs, but he's just trying every angle to get his dad to give him what he wants. Because we get Nick towards the end with his girlfriend breaking into their house. Um, they run away before the, they get home, and this is where uh, we see the wife chase after them in the car. Um, and then 
we at we go get a little montage. They have the what's that song they play? Sunrise, sunset. Oh yeah, sunrise. I love that song. That was yeah. a good part. I like that. That was like a good that. choice. And I think you know, better, good a time as any to talk about the visual and sound. I'll start with uh, Jess this time. What did you think of the visual and sound? So I've learned doing this podcast that I don't pay attention to the sound much at all. <laughs> you don't. You really don't. I don't Every but, once in a while, but yeah, yeah. This one I actually did, and there's one part specifically that um. I, it's really in my mind is when the dad is going through his um, notebook and each page is just like scary drawings and little notes and just really emo like just shuddering things and each time he turns the page it's like just eerie music like you're you're in a scary movie like all of a sudden the genre just switched and the way they did that music like really works with each page turn and it did feel like like you were in his mind and it was just so dark and clouded and just something you wanted to get out of so the way they incorporated that music in it um was really good and then my favorite visual i think was when him and his little brother were in the sand and i don't know how the camera was shot but it was at an angle we could see half of their faces and their hands were in the sand and they had this conversation about is it weird that i came back and i'm sober and then i don't know i just like that shot and then their conversation because it's like a complicated really conflicting situation that he's in but then he's talking to his little brother who's like a baby like six or i don't know he was very young yeah he's a you know a toddler he's maybe 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 five or six of the oldest yeah um, so i mean basically a baby <laughs> but i don't know yeah, basically a baby so they're talking about <laughs> ages zero to seven but baby. His, his brother does know that he's on drugs so and, and you probably can't hide it you can see your dad's stress and they tell probably tell him like some things and some things they were like oh he's he's gone he's not gonna come back but I think the kids definitely pick up on it um, I don't know I just like the complexity of that scene with the simplicity of the sand and then the camera shot I thought that was really cool I want to go back to the um, the scene you were talking about the flipping of the book because Nicole and you can talk about your visual and sound great I I I know you had a bit of a like a small a small gripe about the the book oh. issue. <laughs> I maybe I, I maybe I'm just unfamiliar, but um, in my experiences, I don't know people who actually sit down and have a journal while they're taking drugs. I feel like they don't have the time or the the energy to sit there and write down uh, these sad little blurbs in their journal. So no, I didn't like that part too much. Um, just in, in the sense of I don't know how how realistic it is. I don't know um, if you do that on crystal meth because on coke you're definitely could be doing that you wouldn't be making any sense it'd be chicken scratch it'd be insane um and i know if you were on like heroin yeah no chance but i don't know maybe it's a little different because he's an english major so maybe like his inner that could be it very much so he's a different person in general not just the you know the addictness of him but like he's definitely a, a like an atypical Right, and um, I don't, I can't remember if he was in AA, excuse me, in NA or not at this time. Because if he was, then he would have been keeping a journal for that. So I, that's where it comes in. It's a little confusing. I don't know what part of, of the of the life this is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean that I we've we, that's definitely. I mean, it sounds like Jess just kind of thought it was all one time period. Um, but you and I thought it was, you know, or even if you know, it wasn't a uh, something that bothered. Jess, but for you, yeah, you and I, we were, 
in that first half is it's tough to nail down what it is. And when you don't know when it's like, if he's already sober, how, if he's currently using, if he's recovering and it, it makes, it kind of breaks some of the tension up. It breaks up like the, Oh, what's going to happen next? Because you're kind of, you know, and then you, and then you're like, Oh, maybe not. And like, it's right. It, 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 it kind of throws the pacing off in the beginning. They, they, I think they course correct at the midpoint yeah it it, it definitely it definitely gets better as it goes but in terms of the visual and sound um i'll probably give this movie a a 3.5 to a 4 um i like how we can see as we get into that second half of this movie and everything starts to settle into an actual timeline of things you can see um steve carell's age and they did that really well he was so worn down by the the final third of this movie um everybody was his his wife um breaks down and just these moments that they capture in this film um they're really powerful and i think that they were shot really well um they have a scene with um amy ryan just crying on the couch and it's it's sad and it's oh yeah that's a good scene it's isolated and they just did it in in such a way where you feel like you're sitting right there with her and you're like holy shit um but i i really thought that this was a beautiful movie in all aspects of how it was shot the way that they implemented music into this they had really loud orchestral parts in this and they played a lot of symphonies and things like that so um that was really impressive the uh, yeah, so I'm gonna go. It's a it's a it's a mixed bag for me here because I'm gonna give it a three. Um, I what I find odd first about the visuals and specifically yeah the age the aging of the characters because they we go over a pretty long span, especially like like Steve Carell has to go over like twenty ish years. Um, the 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 new wife around the same. So um, he they both look aged as we go through it. I'm going to go and say Ch- Timothy Chalamet does not look from when he's like a fresh faced kid to when he's like a full blown addict. It's not that noticeable of a difference. To no, me. I would have thought I would have thought one, they would make him look a couple years older. And two, he's, he's such a hardcore addict for years and years. And he's like passing out on fucking bathroom floors. Like, yeah, he I I think he would be way more worn. Um, you see the marks on his arm, obviously. Um, so that's a, you know, an accurate touch. But just in the face, really, you, you can't. It doesn't. He doesn't seem like such an addict, and the same goes for the girlfriend. She doesn't. She seems way too together, as far as like look wise, behavior. Like she doesn't seem as. Uh, they don't. They don't seem as madcap drug addict as I, I mean. Would that may have been be. a choice made by the the production staff here of saying that something like you know it, it's it doesn't have to be this stereotypical bags under your eyes with a needle sticking out of your arm that's what an addict's gonna look like you know that that, that an addict can look like any it looks like anybody and um you know he's been able to keep himself together this long i understand what you're saying i agree with you i think that he looks very clean cut but yeah definitely can they could have put a little bit more in there, maybe if that that's the route they wanted to take. Yeah, and uh, this is also, and I didn't know this till the end. It's based on uh, it's based on two books. Uh, one is David Chef's book, The Dad, uh, called "Beautiful Boy: A Father's Journey Through His Son's Addiction," and then Nick Chef's book, "Tweak: Growing Up on Methamphetamines." 
Um, which I'm glad I didn't know going in because that would have spoiled the ending that, I mean, we're in spoilers, obviously. Nick <laughs> does not die. Um, which for me is not, I know it's real life and you can't really change it and it's based on a book. It's disappointing. I wanted Nick to die. I, it would have been more in, impactful <laughs> for me because, because I'll say, and not because I hate Nick. Um, well, I, I don't like Nick, but not because I want all, I want addicts to die. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying <laughs> for this story arc of how everything's going and we're finally getting emotional here at the end. We've talked, we've talked a little bit about the, about the phone call where he, um, uh, Timothy Chalamet's Nick calls uh, David asking for you know a place to, to stay basically again, yeah. yeah to come home one last time because uh, his girlfriend just OD'd and they revived her but she's going to the hospital and he's basically got nowhere to go um, and you know he, cut, he shuts him down don't I don't full blown cry but I, I you know I well up a, a smidge um, <laughs> and it's, uh, it's definitely it it's pulls at your heartstrings and it really makes you sit there and think that people have to do this every single day and it's hard it hurts it does there's a lot of resonance in that um it it was a really hard scene to watch too because i think as the audience you kind of know where that's going like you see the whole movie like steve's just trying and trying and trying and you know like there's gonna be a part where he just can't try anymore and he just gotta let go and have all the faith in his son that he'll make the right decision Although, like, there's really a small probability that he will. Um, but, yeah, it's just kind of the re- reality of things. Yeah, and um, I guess, you know, it's the, the reality of things is what makes it, it, it makes it emotional and then also constrains the ending for me just because um, Nick, he, we get a nice shot of, uh, of David and Karen at N.A. Um, the, one of the fellow parents is, giving a heartfelt speech about how her daughter just passed away a week ago from an overdose all while inter while we're getting like intercut shots of Timothy Chalamet going into a, another bathroom shooting up and like kind of and passing out on the floor. Um, I thought we were going to end on the camera panning out from him like twitching on the floor and then not twitching anymore. I thought we're ending with this heartfelt speech. Uh, David and Karen are sad, but have come to terms with what has happened to their son, and the son dies. For me, I mean, I know that's not real, what really happened, um, but that would have poetically ended things on a better note for me. And my resonance and feel, which I give a four, uh, probably would have got kicked up to a four or five there. Um, but he doesn't die, um, and we get the end is him in the hospital breaking down crying and I don't know the garden of the hospital or maybe a rehab center yeah, with his dad yeah. mm-hmm. um and yeah we we get a little couple blurbs on the on the thing based on the books uh he's still alive today eight years clean and sober the son is so I mean it's a happy ending we don't really see a happy ending per se basically he survives and cries and his you know and his dad's sitting next to him um but yeah, it's a four for me just because I like that last twenty or thirty minutes is really is really emotional. I don't know how the ending is; can't do anything about that. Um, and that, but you know, it just takes a while to get there. The beginning's a little muddy. Um, but uh, Jess, what do you think of the feel and residence of this? Um, I give it a five. I thought the whole movie was just all based on feel and residence. I mean, I was glued to the screen the whole time, um, and that's usually not usually not the case for me. But somehow, no. You usually are a little. If anyone gets, well, maybe Nicole, but you're you're close. (laughs) 
Yeah, and it's not like I've had, I could relate this because I've been fortunate where I haven't had anyone very close to me um, struggle with addiction. Probably my closest thing I've had with meth is Breaking Bad, which is not close at all. <laughs> I thought you were about to say my closest thing with meth was, well, I was on a Coke binge for a few weeks when I went to uh, when I went to South America. No, <laughs> my closest thing with meth is Breaking Yeah, Bad. when I watched Breaking Bad like two years ago, it's about That's as probably a lot of people's closest thing with meth. So I, but, uh, I can definitely, if you have a family member or yourself or anyone, a friend, um, I can definitely see how this resonance is strong. But even me, where I have... I'm basically very fortunate and ignorant of that stuff affecting me personally. It still had a huge resonance. So I think that meant the movie did a really big message of just portraying this across. Yeah, you're just kicking back and watching SpongeBob. Got not, not a care in the world. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of the resonance and feel, uh, Nicole? Um, I definitely give this one a five as well. Um, I have experienced um, a- addiction through through friends and, and things like that, um, and seeing what happens in their lives because of this disease. And I think that this movie portrays that very well to an outsider who hasn't had this um, you know, ever happened to them. So you can really grasp onto this and understand that there are people in this world that deal with this and this is what it's like. And it's worse than this in some cases. And it just makes you want, it just really gives you a reality check, um, you know, with, with, with your life. But I thought they did a really great job in presenting that. Um, I am, I'm glad it was a, a happy ending. Um, I I also thought that he You're was bored. I thought he was gonna pass away too honestly <laughs> yeah, I until I figured he was out gonna die like you saw his arm oh, I his whole sure. arm was just like purple mm-hmm. like it was that was a hard scene to look at uh, yeah oh certainly it, it but that's real you know you that's know what that it is floor ain't clean like <laughs> but um I. Uh, I, I didn't like the very end how it was literally just them sitting there hugging in the hospital. I would have liked maybe one more little scene or something just to show what they were doing now. But um, kind of hug. That, he just kind of. I mean, Tommy Chow is kind of limply hanging. He, he, over he, he's, Steve he, he's fully. I think at this point he's fully submitting himself to uh, Steve Carell and and stopping this and just wanting to try and get help. Uh, as best that he can because he's just almost died like serious so um you know this this movie was just really really good in the sense of bringing you into this heartbreaking reality that that people live in yeah and so going off of that we're pretty much at the end here and i'll start with you nicole since you were just wrapping up um would you recommend beautiful boy um, I do recommend this. I think that this is something that's very important for people to watch because um, you, I think people need to understand where addicts come from and where their families come from and the difficulties that they are presented with every single day. Um, you know, to, to some people, it's easy to say, oh, well, stop giving your your family member uh, or whoever it may be stop giving them money if they're an addict it's not that easy that's your, that's your that's your blood and your life and your and you love them so to see something like this um i i think it's very important for people to watch this so i i do recommend this yeah uh it's a good way to to sum it up there especially if yeah if this has impacted you um 
personally in some way. But uh, I think this one's going to be pretty obvious. Uh, Jess? Yeah, considering I gave it five across the board, um, I just thought it did like a good job. You gave it (laughs) Yeah, it did a good job in all aspects. And I'm not going to give it just a four or five in one category just because I'm being a little critic here. Like if it's an A+, it deserves an A+. Um, So I think this is an A+, movie. And I think it's good for all ages, like especially high schoolers, because the movie started out with him saying that he's he just started meth and it was, I think, a few weeks in. But he revealed to his dad that he's been doing like little drugs on the side, basically his whole adolescent life. So, right. yeah, so I think it's important for young adults to watch this, too, and can see what can happen to them and the consequences of all of it, as well as just anyone just to be aware um i know a lot of us are probably like me are a little ignorant to it they don't have close um friends or family that have gone through this but it's definitely in a huge apparent crisis throughout the world and it's something that it's hard to talk about or hard to read about but i don't know this movie wasn't hard i mean some scenes were hard to watch but it did a good mix of just connecting to the audience Yes, um, I'm gonna. I guess I in the end here, I'm probably the hardest on this movie. Um, but despite that, it's still a, it's a soft recommend for me um, because it's strong enough in the second half, and Steve Hero and Timothy Chalamet are just really, really good in it. It's totally, it's totally worth your time just for those. It is two hours. It's a little long for what it is. I think it could have been cut. There's some scenes that could have been trimmed trimmed around. Um, the beginning's a little messy and tough to get into, um, for, you know, for, for a couple of us, obviously just liked it all the way through. So you may, you may have that issue if you were watching it. Um, but yeah, by the end it's, it's, uh, definitely much stronger and, uh, yeah, the acting, you know, from our two leads is, is phenomenal. I couldn't help. Um, and I don't think either of you have seen this. Another movie came out, um, towards the end of last year called Ben is back, um, that is also an addiction movie, and that one stars uh, Julia Roberts and um, oh, what's his name? He's he's been he's been uh, Lucas Hedges. He's a oh, like a redheaded I've, kid. I've never heard of it. It's uh, so I saw that um, end of last year, so it came out right around the same time, a couple months after, and that's a similar. It's doing the similar thing. The kid's an addict, and he comes home. It all takes place in a twenty-four hour period, um, but it that's like a movie. Or similar subject matter, but I I enjoy that one a lot more because it's it's tense the whole way through. Um, you don't know if you should trust this guy because he seems trustworthy, but you're not sure. The mom, uh, Julia Roberts' character, is really really good in it. Um, so I couldn't help the whole time comparing this to that in my head. Maybe if I didn't have that as a comparison of similar time frame and and subject matter, it would have I could have just sit back and enjoy it more. But um, it's still a good it's still a recommend for me. So uh, three recommends. I don't know if we've uh, no. I don't remember the last time we had that. Well, uh, we all yeah. got so along. That's, we did. We all got along. So uh, if you're still awake listening, because I know everyone likes the fighting much more, um, <laughs> we uh, you know we we were on a kind of a streaming kick right here, um, just because just you know basically Endgame is the entire uh, movie theaters right now. Um, but that won't last too much longer. We have a lot of movies coming up at the end of May and the beginning of June. Pretty much our entire starting like i think like may 24th through the end of june we we have almost all theater reviews it's gonna be 
Get your subscription services now because we are going to be <laughs> in the movies every week, <laughs> many t- multiple times. Um, but it's going to be good. I'm excited for it. Uh, I'm excited for else all the to... popcorn to be eaten. I feel like I've been on a little dry spell. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You can get your sprites now. Now you have uh, AMC stubs, so you can get the reward points for your sprites. Ooh, and many popcorn. many a dinner have become large popcorns. <laughs> yeah, you're just like I'm just not, if we're gonna go to a movie at seven, I'm just gonna not eat dinner. I'll just get the popcorn. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's the best. You guys have anything else to add uh, before we close out tonight's show, though? Um, no. Um, but I do. I do really recommend this movie. Just to reiterate this, I really think that everybody should watch it. It's very important in current events and the way that the world is um, moving right now. Um, I would definitely check this one out. Cool. Um, well. If you want to reach out to us about something you want to us to review, um, you have feedback for the show. It's Films with the Women of My Life on Facebook, Films Woman Pod on Twitter, and I am Brennan underscore pod host on Instagram. Uh, Jess, Nicole, thank you for being on. Thanks, Thanks for having us. us. And until next time, everyone, this is Brennan signing off saying, enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave a review as it helps more people find the show. Like us on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life. Follow us on Twitter at Films Women Pod. And check out our website, filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. That's filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.